mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Hello Martin, how are you? Hello Stu, how are you? We, we've changed the seating around Stu, this feels really weird, I'm now looking at you like we're having a romantic dinner. It, it's a bit like, well it's just as awkward. <laughs> Nothing in common. <laughs> nobody's, looking at, nobody's looking at their phones yet. Never liked anyway. each other from the start, and here we are, we might as well get married. Right, how are you anyway? <laughs> yeah, couldn't afford the divorce. Yeah. Um, yeah, good thanks, you. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. What are we up to now, 38? Uh, 38. 38, well let's crack on. Who have we got in today? Who's in the hot Who's in the sandwich? We have got... <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it that kind of sandwich. <laughs> right, we've got James McGregor from Mesa Financial Consultants. Good morning, James. Uh, morning, Martin. AKA Motormag, as we call him. Morning, Shoe. Get closer to the microphone. You're not, you're not in, you're not, oh, it's because I'm not tall enough. You're not, you're not, in, you're not in Richmond now. Do you want a ladder? Have you got any booster seats? <laughs> Hello, James. You're right. I'm good, mate. How good, are you? Good, good. Yeah, good. Thank you for coming in, uh, James. First question, usual question is what, what's, your, what's your background? You know, what. What, what caused you to so, become a... Because you're a commercial mortgage broker, which is different from sort of me and Stuart. Yeah, the side. well, it's naturally led that way, to be yeah. fair. Um, I mean, look, we, we obviously still do mortgages. Um, yeah. It's a large part of our business, but um, I just found that the commercial world's a bit more interesting, although mm-hmm. it's a bit... It's twice as stressful. Yeah. And it's a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, how... I guess my background, we well, I started as a uh, greengrocer. Funny, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that before, Stu. To, to be honest, did what? you just fall into it by accident in the end? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, we've uh, had all sorts of starts, but never a greengrocer. No. Was it was it a, a well-known brand? No, 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 a no. Proper old-fashioned greengrocer. It's old-fashioned greengrocer. Claygate. Yeah. Here's your apples and pears. Come on, oh, you put yeah. you here again. All but right. it was a shop. It wasn't a uh, market. Right. It was a shop. Little brown bags. Two yeah, little brown corner. bags. Lovely yeah. stuff. Lovely stuff. Spot on. Was um, it before the war? Uh, <laughs> I wish I was at. Well, <laughs> we're not your age, bro. <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. Moving on. Right, come on. How'd you get in the industry? How'd you get in the industry? I told you to mouth. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was doing that and I was studying at college to do uh, sports journalism. Okay. And then I decided there was no money in sports journalism. They mm-hmm. wanted me to work for free for a bit. I don't think there's a lot of money in any journalism, to be honest. It's a tough market, Yeah, I think. exactly, exactly. And so my mum turned around and said, I'm going to charge you rent, so you better go and get a proper job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mums do. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was quite good at maths at school. And so I went out, applied for quite a few jobs mm-hmm. at the banks, and... Barclays were the first people to come back and oh, they'll say, take anyone. Exactly. Oh, they'll, they'll <laughs> well, that's what I thought at the time. <laughs> so you didn't go in like, you not, You didn't go to uni, did you? No, I didn't right. go to uni. I wasn't smart enough to do that. Right. Um, no, I went straight, got a job as a cashier. Right, like 18? Uh, 18, yeah. Brilliant. Um, and I did cashiering for nine months and then they let me be a personal banker where they, you sort of had realms to advise yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. And then I did that for two years, went travelling in that time. Mm-hmm come back and was thinking that I want to start dealing with the wealthy clients yep. so I uh, finally got my job in Premier when I was 22 mm-hmm. which is quite which looking good. After young, good going, yeah, yeah yeah it was very young very young for w- the job I was doing which uh, my area director at the time kept reminding me <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty worried about his job yeah <laughs> exactly he was yeah so um, and then what actually happened is I got headhunted by a wealth management firm and can you name names Guardian Wealth. Okay, I think vaguely around. Yeah, uh, still going. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they are. Um, 
little did I know at the time they're like this Devere group they just yes the offshore stuff is it yeah, yeah. so they, they headhunted me and sent me to Hong Kong right and I got to Hong Kong I thought I love this place and then I realised shit it's very very expensive <laughs> <laughs> so well, hang on how old were you you must be I was quite 22 still really so I'd literally had my job for three months yeah. as premier and then I went to Hong Kong yeah and I worked out very fast that I wouldn't be able to live the standard of life. Do they not? Do they not sort of put you up for the first few months? Isn't they, that part yeah, of they the do. They subsidise you. But then I was looking. Basically, they lied to me. They promised me you yes. come out as a training yeah, advisor. Yeah. Got me out there, and then they was like, "Oh no, you're going to sit on this desk and cold call." Yeah, there's the other pages. I thought, well, actually, I had a job I love back home. Mm. I'm not going to sit here for the next year, cold calling and working yeah. my way back up for. Well, and living like a pauper, pauper. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that lasted two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave it a good go, Jack, yeah, just yeah. be honest. You, well, gave it, you gave it your best. Do you know what my thought in my head at the time is? I was thinking... Cheap holiday. Yeah, well, it wasn't cheap either. <laughs> but I, I got back to... I was thinking, if I don't go back now, I called my, I, I call my area director, and they basically held my job at Barclay. Right, so really, it was just like a holiday. It was like it was a hol- I'd holiday. come back and... They put it through, the person at HR put me through as holiday. Right. They hadn't even cancelled me really? off the system. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's which, handy. Which was very awkward because when I got back, there was five people that applied for my job and they was in the same <laughs> oh, the same sort of area. Facilities, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't got know it. this. I come back into my first wow. day at work and then people are like, oh, there's so a lot of... Personal banker, second time around. Well, no, Premier, Premier. Premier so banker, so managing high net worth clients, yeah, yeah, second time around. And then, uh, yeah, that was in Richmond. And I did that for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, all with Barclays yep all yep. with Barclays um, to be honest absolutely loved it mm. I can't say a bad word about it. it taught me a lot about that end of the market and then I got bored there as I do got headhunted by a went oil- another holiday yeah, yeah. <laughs> got headhunted by an oil and gas recruitment company they brought me on as account manager uh, within a month of being there the oil and gas price cut Perhaps. in half what year was this? Uh, 2015 Fourteen, I right. believe it. October two thousand fourteen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, we've been. Yeah, yeah. So I see the writing on the wall. I was thinking, well, I, so whilst I was there, I did my C map. Right. Called Francisco, my business partner, every yeah. day for three months, saying, "Fran, I'm going to set up." Yeah, where was Fran? Was he back at? He was at Barclays. Okay, so he, yeah. he was the my mortgage advisor. Yeah. So everything. So I never actually did mortgages ever. Ever. And I set a mortgage company up without ever written a mortgage. Right. <laughs> Sounds about right for our yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's certainly, certainly qualified from what, what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, so, th- and that was the situation Bartley. You basically, relationship manager yeah. can't get it to a stage yeah. and then pass it over to your advisor. Um, so I said to Fran, look, we're going to replicate this, but on our own. Called it, he's got a family, kids. Yeah. And uh, he was a bit reluctant. It's, like, it's, a, it's a tough move, isn't it? When it recruit, we, we see it a lot in our... And what we do is just family, kids, big mortgage. Exactly. Hard to make the jump. Well, people, yeah, yeah. they're reliant on the income. That's it. I mean, from my perspective, I didn't even go self-employed until I had to, to be honest. Yeah. It was mm. a case of getting made redundant in 2008 and then two, two kids under three. Um, and the weird thing was nobody was recruiting either because of the way it was. Yeah, well... So it was like either go back... I couldn't actually, I got turned down by Alliance Celeste. I've been with lenders for about a decade. And I went back and I was down interviews. I got second interviews, even down to negotiating terms. And then they said to me in the end, oh, this was Alliance and Leicester. <laughs> and they get, well, basically, we can either do one of two things. Either we can employ you with now with more experience because you've been a broker for two years, 
alternately we can em- we can employ this 18 year old so we're going to go with them yeah it's like okay fine <laughs> they're half the price yeah exactly so <laughs> twice as good and yeah. Then, yeah so then for that, you, twice as knowledgeable though. yeah so you kind of know your place at that point don't you You think well to be honest now uh, now's the time I've got I'm nothing unemployable. else to <laughs> yeah. well, course, James look, this is the longest this is your life section I think we've ever had yeah, on, on yeah, the yeah. podcast come so, on so, so you've set up now yeah, you and that. Fran we yeah. set, we set when up when did you set up we set up uh September 15 we right. start trading okay. mm-hmm. All right. so we're about to finish off what's that fourth year so you're well bedded in yeah we. And, and, and how do you split the roles then? are you are you kind of so basically I, I do a lot of the complex messy stuff yeah. that takes time takes putting together is that resi as well as commercial yeah, yeah. so like the high end resi stuff the private bank deals um and then Fran does a lot of the vanilla stuff, the cash mm, yeah. flow. How does it work uh, in a partnership? I've always wondered whether that you know that's um, you know, it's not all going to be Lennon and McCartney. You know, it's going to you know, at some point do you find yourself you, disagreeing, yeah, or, or do you have a veto on on how you move the no. business forward? Or are you just lucky that you're both very very similar from a personal? No, point no of view? we're not very similar. Right. We're, we're complete opposites. He's a bit more chilled out than me. I'm right. a bit more full on. So I think that's why it works. Probably why it works. Yeah, yeah. because we are opposites, um, and. Yeah, of course we fall out. We fall mm. out. Yeah. I mean, it's never long. It's usually me throwing my dummy out of the pram and <laughs> yeah. effing and blinding for a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, Calm down. I was Off a again. twat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call him up, Fran. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, they, obviously we fall out, and but look, it, it works. It works. Work until now. And where are you based? Uh, Richmond. Right. So, what, how are you finding things in 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 the London market now? Because you're quite active on Twitter. Thanks yes, to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let's, but, just, let's just acknowledge that yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. All hell, Martin. <laughs> yeah. uh, dragged you onto Twitter. You've, you, I think you're a very good tweeter as well, um, James. Um, and, and you know, you, I see you jumping in a lot on conversations about valuations, about lending, and, and stuff like that. How are you? How are you finding things? Um, yeah. Look, we we do a lot in London, a lot in Surrey, yeah. and we find that. The, the markets are just completely different. Really? Even though um, it's so close? I be- yeah, I believe the Surrey market's quite buoyant. Yeah. All the Surrey market, or 80% of either, obviously local, but people trying to sell in London and come out. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get more space, family homes. Yeah. Obviously, we know what's happening with the London market. It's a mess at the minute. Mm. Um, do you work with developers much? Not really. We don't no. really do much new build stuff. <laughs> and to be honest, we purposely stay away from it. As it's never been a market. Oh, Stu, do you do a lot of that stuff? No. You don't see a lot of it. No. So a lot of it's generally tied up anyway, isn't it? By the time it comes to the market, it's got an in-house broker there, but yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to be part of and that person. Yeah, I, I disagree with the help to buy stuff. Yeah. I think it's creating a false economy, mm. um, and when that I, stops, London is going to absolutely go through the floor well, in I terms thought, of flats. I, I thought it was a good idea at the start. I thought the concept was a good idea. Yeah. Um, a it's bit, been abused. It's been abused, hasn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, it probably went on too long. And, all that money is just going into the big developers' pockets. Mm. So, okay, yeah, it's allowing people to get on the market, but... Yeah, and also as well, is it really helping the people that need the help yeah, rather think, than yeah, just people... It's In a way, it's cutting out one or maybe two moves, isn't it, out of the chain of what a, an average person would do in their lifespan to go to a bigger property, isn't it? It's allowing them to well, jump it up But these these, these people are reliant on their income jumping up yeah. Yeah. huge amounts. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's not well, going to happen. No. I don't, I'm not seeing that at all. No. Far from it. No, exactly. I mean, now right. we're getting to that stage where the cycle, maybe just if you can keep your job, that's probably not a bad start. Mm. And, you know, uh, anything thereafter is is kind of a, a bonus. Well, I mean, I you think. have a, the similar opinions on the uh, 
economic climate for a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about that, James. What, what, what are your, what's your take on it? Because you're coming from a slightly different sort of knowledge background. You've, you've been on the banking side. Well, um, yeah, we went. I started as we went through the recession. Yeah, <laughs> we, I see it in yeah. the bank as it unfolded, and yeah, they mm-hmm. as soon as there's any sniff of it, and I think we've seen it in the commercial world. Yeah, they they tighten up their lending, and all the banks this year have brought in a grading system, which literally has stopped a lot of lending. So, is, so if you stop a credit crunch, but no, they, they well, are they are restricting credit that they would have maybe given the, a year exactly, ago. Exactly, exactly. And then you restrict credit, the knock-on effect of that. Well, you're seeing it in countrywide, for example, yeah. huge firm. Yeah. They try to restructure their 300 million that they borrowed to acquire all these businesses. Realise the businesses aren't working. Mm. Yeah, can't restructure. Now they're like, right, we need to descale. We need yeah. to close everything down because we can't afford our debt. Yeah. I mean, that's always the problem, isn't it? Because when you look at things like that, where the, the model has been for so many years, I mean, during that's the thing, during the boom years, they were the ones that were always exactly. expanding, weren't it's they? perfect. They, in that respect. But as soon as the, the market turns, it's a case then of having to adapt quickly enough, isn't well, it? That's why cash is king. Estate agencies is a funny one, isn't it? Because the Purple Bricks came out with their results yesterday. Did you see those? Yeah. Um, I, I think the they lost figures. kind of £50 million pounds as well. Yeah. They've, they've retracted away from North America. and Australia model. and Australia. And Australia as well. Off, yeah. Right. But... Uh, I think that 50 million was dispersed there. Yeah. And that's probably where their losses because their yeah. revenue's gone up. Their, their actual profit in the UK was good. Do you work with estate agents? We work with two agents. Yeah. Um, More on the smaller independent side, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, they're very, very good. Yeah. And they, yeah, it, like you said, you, you work with some and you know the differences. Mm. But they're, they're, they're working for, how I see it, they work for the applicant. Yes, because all their, we should, the, the clever mm-hmm. ones are trying to get the house to the cheapest price so somebody can buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. a lot of what uh, the agents are doing wrong, and it's ruining the market at the minute, is they're going out to list something, overvaluing yeah. it, yeah. promising the world, and then it can't deliver. It sits stale. The market then becomes dead. Yeah. And then from there, the mindset of the seller exactly. changes as well because they've been expecting to get X amount. Suddenly, they're being told, actually, you need to drop the price exactly. and then and take a lower up. offer as well. Exactly. Because the more the market's moving. So, yeah, shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. Yeah. Whereas what, the agents we work with, are, yeah, they're brilliant. They're what, what are you working on. on at the moment, James? I saw you tweet earlier on today about a, a good case that you've uh, just got agreed. Anything yeah. interesting going on? Yeah, we've got, um, over the last couple of months, we've done quite, quite a big bit of debt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a nice private bank deal which is going through at the minute, which is a three point two million on a eight five percent loan to value. So it's very good, isn't it? I mean, it just goes mm. to show that there is credit available for the right scenario. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of time you have to just delve a bit deeper, don't you? To and, be honest. And yeah, it's understanding the risk behind the client, yeah, and yeah. then understanding their needs because it's not always about getting the best price. Mm. This was about getting the best structure, about, yeah, to manage their cash flow. You see, that's as well where your experience within the bank comes in, isn't mm. it? Because Likewise, I try and lean on that because I used to, when I was underwriting within C&G, same principle. It's how you present the case to the lender after exactly, the time which yeah. makes the difference is that you emphasise the positives of it over and above. You, you acknowledge the negatives, you don't you? You risk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that out. But you're basically saying, well, this is basically kind of how it, it could easily work. You know, the trouble is you've always got a balance that you can't tell them what to do, but you know I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a prompt here and there, isn't it, in terms yeah. of you think, well, you know in your head what they're likely to go for exactly. in that way. Let's pretend, let's pretend you're Chancellor of the Exchequer. It might happen, James, one day, I don't know. Uh, but for now, let's pretend <laughs> that you are. What would you, what would you change, um, either taxation-wise, property-wise, or maybe even just from a regulatory point of view, what would you change within the mortgage industry to maybe uh, uh, get it moving on to the next level? Any um, ideas? 
You think stamp, stamp duty is in the right place? That gets debated a lot on social media. Hmm. So, yeah, because at the end of the day, there's not enough houses. Hmm. So you need to do something to curb. Um, and I think it's doing what it should be doing, getting rid of the amateur landlords out yeah, of the yeah, market. Yeah. Hmm. They should, yeah. Now people are having to think of real strategies. Absolutely. I think looking at the bottom line. Which is what is, than, yeah, looking at cash flow generation. And, yeah. Which is what most of them do. I'm, I'm, I was all for that. And again, I haven't got a problem with buy to let. I've just got a problem with amateur landlords, as yeah, I think a lot correct. of people have. And I think from a, a regulation and government and taxation point of view, the, they rather have bigger landlords with portfolios mm. rather than too many one-man bands because it's very hard to, to police. Yeah, correct. And, and there's know? a lot of world that we see all the time that don't don't pay their taxes, don't do this, and you're yeah. looking at the tax calculation, you're thinking, th- yeah. what's going on here? Fibbers. Yeah. Well, well I think the thing is with it as well, you've got, there's that element of responsibility as well where you have to back it back to the client sometimes and just say, look, has your accountant mentioned this yet? Yes. In terms of the change, tax changes and yeah. stuff, and lots of times they haven't. No, you go what accountant? It's rea- it is reactionary in terms yeah. of that if they raised it, the, yeah, the, the accountant might stone. turn around and actually say, "Well, actually, this is what you now need to consider." Mm. Doing. It's a fine line, like giving tax, especially advice. the portfolio landlord. We're, we're sending out calculations to people saying, "Look, your, your, your tax is going to increase by yeah. this much mm. over the next three years." Yeah. You need to start thinking about either getting rid of some or well, yeah. next year, year after. I think we will see a lot of those one-two bedroom flats coming on agreed to the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, you've got forty-five seconds to sell. Is it Mesa or Mesa? Mesa. Mesa Financial Services to the listening, to the millions tuning in. Uh, what should people use? What should people <laughs> ring you up? Millions. Not <laughs> if you've got anything complex yeah. that you're struggling with that is high value, I believe that's where our real understanding of the market that's is. That's your niche. Yeah, we, that's where we really understand. Um, we really understand risk from the bank's point of view, mm-hmm. um, which then we usually know how to structure the deal, as I was mentioning earlier. It's, I think it's about the structure and how you put it together. Do you receive referrals in from other brokers? Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, we do, we do, we do. It's always a good sign. Yeah, it is. Yeah, touch wood. Um, yeah. And, and, funny enough, from banks. Really? They refer clients to, to you? Yeah, when, they can't, lot. when they're struggling to... Because sometimes as well, the bank staff get frustrated, don't they? Exactly. They can't do it. They want it and they want to help their client. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Right, well, there we go. I, t- I said that 80 minutes was going to go quick, and it has. I couldn't stop talking. Uh, I know. You'd have to shut the changes. Uh, what's, the last question? what's the last question? Come on, which football team, James? Right. Got um, I'm going to have to say Brentford as the local team, but I used to support you. Have, have you got a football team? Yeah, <laughs> well, close it's close enough. Are you from that neck of the woods? No, nah, well, I'm actually from Bournemouth when I was a kid. Bournemouth? But yeah. Much better choice of a team. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, we'll let you have Brent. We like the smaller teams, don't we, Steve? Did you just promote another South Coast team? Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> there is only one South Coast Stop. team, is <laughs> No fighting, on, no fighting, no fighting. No bombshells. Uh, James, thanks for coming in. Cheers, James. Appreciate that. No, thank uh, you so uh, much, chaps. Enjoyed it. Really appreciate it. Excellent. So that's um, episode 38 there, Martin. Um, also, as well, if you'd like to come on the uh, on the podcast as a guest, you can do so, or you can nominate somebody that you know who you think might be of interest. It can be anybody it could even be your accountant you can get in contact with us through twitter which is at the lm experience and we'll be back with more episodes soon Brilliant. Cheers, 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 guys. James. thank you thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on twitter and remember there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it